I'm honored tonight to be joined by Joe Gritz, who is a Bridgeport-based music artist and community activist. Joe is someone who dedicates his time to really serving and helping others here in the Bridgeport community in ways ranging from mentoring youth, coaching sports, raising his voice, and money for families in need. I've had him on the program before, and I'm excited to welcome him back. Joe, welcome back to Mic Check. What up, what up, what up? How you doing? It's it's great to have you back. And uh, and Joe, to start off, I was wondering if you could start off by, you know, sharing a bit about your story, how you came to arrive at the, you know, some of the community work that, that you are engaged in locally here in Bridgeport. I come from a, a struggle city of Bridgeport and, um, you know, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. So I just like to give back to those in need. Um, you know, I'm I'm not well off, but, you know, the fact that I'm doing better than I was a decade ago, I try to give back to those, um, you know, those going through it and, uh, you know, dealing with the new project that I got going on with a lot of the gun violence and things like that. I want to um, paint a picture of how the mothers deal with the, the deaths of their, their, their children. Um, so that's like that's like my main focus. Really quick before we get into that uh, and talk more about that, I wanted to know if we could hear a little bit more as well about some of the other uh, projects and, and some of the other work that you've engaged in, um, including, you know, I know that you have run for office before, um, and certainly that's one one way to to affect change in the community is to is to run for office and to uh, you know to get uh, a seat in an, you know as an elected official. And so you you know you ran for city council, and I was wondering if you could you know if you could talk about you know what motivated you to run for city council. And Cheryl, just a little bit about that, that experience and that journey and what, you know, what you learned, what you took away from that. I basically, I, I ran because I just, I got tired of what was going on in the city and also um, the city being predominantly black and brown and not really having the representation of those like myself. So, you know, I, I got tired of the old ways and um, I really just want to change what's going on out here. And it's also an inspiration and, and motivation to my children and, and other children in Bridgeport. You know, um, people get inspired. Even even when I ran, you know, a few years ago and lost, it was, um, you know, I personally lost. But but the, the my hood, my community, they won. Like, they felt good knowing that somebody that they see at the corner stores, they view, like, at the basketball game was, you know, they made, they, they made it to national TV and, you know, have my face up here right next to the governor. So, you know, that was big. If you, if you could share uh, any of the wisdom or, or anything that you would share to uh, someone out there listening, maybe who could be, you know, might be thinking about running for office and uh, you know, what, what you might say to them or, or, or could offer from your experience. It's not easy as, 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 as I thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? I thought it. I thought it would be easy. It's definitely um, stressful. I actually lost. Um, you know, I lost a lot of money. Um, you know, it, it set me back even till now. You know, dealing with you know my kids and things of that nature. Like it took me out of my hustle. You know, as far as my clothing line and things I do to feed my family. So it's a risk. I definitely want to say that it's definitely a risk. Like you know, to run for office. You know, um, obviously it's a gain if you win. But if you lose, you know, you just took 
probably like six months out of your life, you know, dedicated to, to running or a year out of your life dedicated to running and then you lose and now you got to figure out how could how could you like get back on, uh, you know, the money that you lost and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I'm going through. I'm trying to recover all the money that I lost, but at the same time I want to run again. So I'm kind of <laughs> like running into a wall again, but I believe that much in my community um, to, to change. And, and I know I'm a big um, – you know, people look up to me, they, they follow me, you know, my, my alias is the general. So, you know, I, I want to show that I'm not a quitter, yo, and I'm just, you know, I'm going to get to the top. And I think that also speaks to a lot of the work that you do in the community that is specifically youth focused and centered around youth in various ways. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that, about, cause I know you're, you're someone who is a mentor to youth in the community. You also coach uh, sport, sports teams as well. Yeah, yeah, my you know my son is it just turned 16 Thursday. Um so I'm I'm always um dedicated to him. I always you know focus on him which his his age is the age that I went left. So that be like my focus is to make sure everything is good with him. Um and you know his his age group is is what I mainly try to speak to. I've been like doing that as far as sports, you know, I was in the sports, so he's in the sports. So I'm focused on that. Everything with the, the youth, it, it first and foremost starts with my child. Cause I want to make sure he's the best he could be, but then also, you know, the other children in the community. You're always out there and you're, you're doing a lot to help others and you really dedicate yourself and dedicate your life to helping others. You know, on that note, as you mentioned earlier, you have a really important project that you're embarking on right now called Mothers After Death. And it's a very, very powerful project. And I was wondering if you could, if you could talk more about that right now. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting up a, a documentary called Mothers After Death. Um, kind of basically, I want to interview, I'm going to start off with Bridgeport, but then I'm going to also go to New Haven and Hartford. But I want to interview the mothers of, um, that, that lost their, their, their uh, children to, to gun violence. Because I, I want to show um, the effect that it has years later, decades later. Um, I, I'm trying to start off with the first mother being my my homie, Grade A, his mom, who I've been dealing with for the last uh, 16 years. You know, actually, he, he next week would be 16 years that he passed. So, you know, just viewing what she's went through and also all the friends that, you know, was around the first two, three years and now, it's probably me and like two more of my homies that keep in contact with her. And, you know, I, I, me and her go out to lunch, you know, shit, stuff like that. And even her, her youngest child, um, which is a boy uh, or a man now, um, you know, I, I raised him like, that's my little brother. Like I just took him to a, um, a job fair. You know what I'm saying? So I want to show that because I know it gets harder, the more years that go on. And a lot of, uh, things that the dudes do in the street, they don't see the effect later on that, you know, you get killed, you know, nobody look out for your kids. You know what I'm saying? Your, your kids become, you know, uh, fatherless children. Um, then they, you know, single, the, the mother, single moms and, and all the stuff that they go through. And then that also, all it does is a cycle. Cause then those kids end up growing up in the streets because they don't have that male figure or, or that role, you know? And that's a part of what I try to do in my community to all the kids, you know, I, you know, like I said, I got my my own son, so that's number one. I'm on I'm on his on his butt, like definitely. You feel me? But I, I try to be a male figure to like all the kids that I come across. That's uh, that's a really really powerful project, and and uh, 
you know, and obviously, like you said, it comes from such a personal place in terms of losing your friend. And I'm so sorry for your your loss and his mother and what she's been going through. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, that's the start is with her. But it's so many in, in the last 16 years or the last 20 years, it's so many mothers that's been through this. So I'm going to definitely try to get to uh, many. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be choosy, but I am trying to choose the ones that have like – quote unquote, a bigger story, you know, whether it's through um, the media or the city, you know, because certain of these um, men and women have been killed through gun violence are, are, you know, what they're, they're popular public figures. So, you know, I definitely want to highlight those and also the mothers, you know, same, same thing. Um, and then I also want to go in depth with, with the fathers, you know, because I think that's the only way to stop the violence or cut, you know, minimize it. I was fortunate to even till this day to still have my father in my life. Like, so, you know, um, it, it you know, I went left as well, but he, he definitely straightened me out. And you made a, a really powerful point before when you said that when there's a, an act of violence like this, that, that takes a life, the average person, you know, the, the general public just oftentimes uh, we'll see a headline, we'll maybe see a picture in the newspaper or on the internet, and then that's it. And they don't ever really get to usually learn a whole lot more about that that person if they didn't know if they weren't in their in their circle already, or or if they didn't know that person already. And I think that that's a really horrible thing about about the media that the media so often doesn't go deeper, doesn't dig deeper, and and find a way to to lift up that person's humanity and just tell more of their story and share more of their family's memories and stories. And so that's, you know, I just wanted to, you know, to say that and to say that's a, uh, that's a really powerful part of this is that you're, you know, you're digging deeper. I don't think I'm doing anything brand new, um, you know, cause we all deal with somebody who lost somebody. So we know the effect. Only thing I want to do is document it. Um, you know, locally, as far as Connecticut, as far as Bridgeport, Hartford, and New Haven, like I want to document it. Um, Cause you know, we'll look on the news and see LA, New York, Miami, or we'll watch a movie and it'll be in Brooklyn. We watch a movie it's in Miami or Compton, but we don't have no movie um, document in Hartford, New Haven, and Bridgeport. So I want to, I want to document that we going through the same thing that these bigger cities and bigger States is going through. Um, and a lot of people forget that because we're, you know, we Connecticut, we the richest state. That's why I definitely, um, I definitely want to put it out there. Um, and then, and I feel like by that, by putting it out there, we might get the proper funding from the government. Maybe, you know, maybe Washington DC be like, they view like, yo, they going through it too. Like maybe they need this program and this and that, you know, to, to change what's going on out there. My only hope is two things. One, um, is, is for the mothers to heal in, in some way. And and two is for everybody to hear the the child, the, the you know the deceased story. But I just want the mothers to feel feel better about what's going on. You, you know, maybe you're not the first person who came up with the with this idea, but but you're running with an idea that okay. that's really you know really important, right? Right here in your community. You know, a lot of people have ideas and then don't run with them. Don't don't try to take it from an idea to something more than that. And so I think to be able to do that locally and to have that impact or to at least go into it, just wanting to, like you said, hold space for, for these mothers and fathers to, but especially mothers, uh, 
to share to share their story. Um, yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, just again thinking from from that local standpoint. You know, uh, are there other kind of uh, components of the project that um, outside of the? Because I know you said it's going to be primarily, um, you know, videos and, you know, a, a, a documentary, a, you know, a visual documentary project. But um, what would you say as far as other uh, elements? I hope, you know, after episode one or two that um, maybe somebody else could like help me more, you know, with the production and, and making it a bigger thing. Maybe where we could go to like a high school gym and do it live. You know, that I think that would be even more impactful. Like go to a high school gym, have high school students watch me interview um one of these mothers i think that'd be like you know that'd be dope when it comes to my music it's the same thing um i've i've grown to change the content in my music so my music isn't um reflective of what it was uh a decade or 20 years ago um it's it's more on what's going on in this climate what's going on in, in in these cities I don't like to compare myself to nobody, but, you know, the topics is more on hand of like a Tupac or J. Cole, um, not like a, a a drill rapper, not like a, you know, a gangster rapper, if you want to say more, more, more conscious street, um, street education, if anything. YouTube and all streaming platforms, whether it's iTunes, Amazon Music, um, Spotify, um, you know, Joe Gritz. Um, only difference is when you look up the music, you just got to put the dollar sign um, for the S. But, you know, it's, it's easy to contact me. It's easy to find my music. I don't do all these different type of aliases to find my stuff. You just put Joe Gritz. Just Google Joe Gritz, everything will pop up, you know, from 20 years ago to now. And as far as Mothers After Death, that'll be those videos... That for that project, those would be on on YouTube. I, I'm gonna start off with YouTube, like I said. Hopefully, somebody picks it up and we could get it, um, you know, on a some type of podcast streaming or something like that. But I'll start off with YouTube, and then hopefully we could turn it into like a DVD or something, or, or hopefully we could get it to a festival where they could pick it up and it could be on Hulu. Like I'm I'm thinking that big, that deep of the whole situation. You know, um, I'm just gonna go go hard with that mothers after death. I do have a, another project, another music project coming out sometime later this year called More Gangster Than Political. You know, my last one was the Hypocritical Gangster and Political album. But this one I'm, a, I'm calling uh, More Gangster Than Political, which is like a part two version. It'll be more edgy, more street. Once again, it is always dealing with my life. So, you know, even though I have changed my life, I still go through the same stuff anybody else go through in the streets. I still be in the danger zone. So, you know, just because I know I changed, you know, other people that pull away towards me for whatever reason, they still look at me as the same person. So I still got to, you know, be on my P's and Q's and, and you know, stay on point. So I'm going to, you know, speak on that, speak on what I got to go through, you know. You've had this powerful journey and, and a lot of different things that you can speak about and that you do speak about. And yeah. that was one of the first times I think... Uh, maybe not the first time, wasn't the first time that we met, but, you know, pretty early on after I, after we first met, I saw you uh, speak about your experiences with solitary confinement. That's yeah. trying to come up again um, as far as like them shutting the jails down and all that. So I'm going to definitely give some new topics, old, old topics, touch on different things. Um, I I got a whole, I might, I got like two, 
two songs I'm I'm calling the Harford story and I'm gonna be in depth on, on certain certain just new 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 vibes in my life. Got another song called Chacho. Got all types of stuff I got coming out. I'm gonna keep everybody up to date what's been going on with me. And that makes sense that your music would like you said it would change over time. It would you're living and you're growing as a person. You yeah, know, I think if yeah, because I, I I've always traveled and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? I always traveled and stuff, but you know I try to tell the story of Bridgeport and all because that's where I like lived most of my life. But you know now I got like different vibes just from being in like Miami and, and LA for a lot. But I'm also adding Hartford to my list because that's like a new a new home for me. At what point did you start to uh, you know identify as an activist? Or use that term for yourself. I never identified myself as that. Other people kind of did, and that's where remember. I don't know if I had spoke on it when they came up with the um, gangsterist, like the the, the the gangster activist. Like they, I guess after the whole George Floyd, well, the incident that I had in Milford when the state uh, state troopers beat me up. I guess after that, that and George Floyd um, protests on the highway. That's when they like kind of threw in the activist, like you know put that title on me i never really put that title on myself because i'm i just i'm just a young black man just trying to survive like i ain't i'm not trying to you know be who they label or title me as that's just who i am as a as a black man that's it the work i do is is that work so that's what people obviously you know go with what what would be a last thought that you'd like to to leave our listeners with and then at six o'clock it actually will click over to the next show which is the ralph nader radio hour Uh, followed by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell. So definitely stay tuned for that. And um, so, yeah, I want you to have the last word. And again, it will click over at six. So I just want to say before you have the last word, you know, Joe Gritz, Bridgeport-based music artist and someone who does a lot in the community. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for the work that you do. Stay tuned for Mothers After Death and all the projects that I got coming out. And I'm going to just be me, stay black and die.